1631. Believe and the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be, be safe. Amen. Amen. Hey church, this is David and welcome to our last episode of this series, Reading Scripture. We plan on doing another series on prayer and sharing our faith, but until we get to that, this is Reading Scripture Part 3. We tend to like think studying is something isolated, but we're always taking in information, whether we're watching Netflix or YouTube or on Instagram or Facebook, we're always taking in information. So it's almost like you could say we're always, we're studiers, we're learners. That's what humans are, right? And I was on Instagram the other day and there's a clothing company that I like and they came out with this blue jacket. Like it's so nice. And I started, I kind of caught my eye and I started looking at it And then I went to the website and you could see a little bit more detail of how they made it and where they made it. And uh, before I knew it, it was in my cart. And then another shirt was in my cart and another shirt was in my cart. And I looked back and I just sort of, I started shaking my head and I exited. But it's interesting how, you know, whatever we put our focus on, it begins to shape the way we think. And then the way we think begins to shape the way we act. The more that I started looking into this jacket and learning more about it, I started thinking more about it. And the more I started thinking about it, you know, I was about to buy it. And I was like, what am I doing buying that? I don't need a jacket. It's like hundred something degrees in the summer in Bakersfield. It's about to be summer. (laughs) I don't need a jacket. But I thought that was interesting that whatever we put our mind to, it begins to shape the way we think. And the more we think about those things, begins to shape the way we act. And I thought how important that is about the way that we spend our time in regards to reading the Bible. Uh, I, I want to read to you this statistic and tell me what you think about it. Uh, Pew Research, they did a study in 2014. They found that if you had a group of 10 people who claimed to be Christians, four would say that the Bible is essential to their faith. Another four would say it's important, but not essential. And two would say it's not important at all. You have a majority of that group of 10 people saying that either they don't read it, but they think it's important, or they don't read it and it's not important. The minority is the group of people who think that it is important to be reading. And that was in 2014. It's gone up since then. Well, and I'm, I'm just curious on those listening to our podcast, where would they find themselves? Because our whole purpose is to try to encourage them to read their Bible, right? Um, To get that transformational life, you know, doing those things that you want to do, that your fleshly nature wants to do, but yet we realize that's probably not going to be benefiting our new person. Especially as us, we're learners of the Bible, we're learning about being a Christian. Um, I'm constantly wanting that desire to continue my growth. And I've been at walking with the Lord so many years. And I'm finding the more that I continue to grow and walk with Him, um, man, some 40 years now, um, I'm still learning and having to go back to the basics 
And when I go back to the basics, God begins to reveal and show me even more stuff that I've missed or I'm learning more. I need to learn more about it just from the basic topics. You know, we, we like Paul says, I've, I'm not that as like I've obtained, you know, we, I have not attained. Anybody's not attained. We're not going to be perfect till we get to heaven. I can be honest with you, David, that my, um, my relationship with my wife, we've been married now, um, 34 years. I think we're celebrating 30. I think we're, we're celebrating 35 years in, um, July, but we, we laugh about it. My wife and I wasn't funny back in the, in the early days. Right. But now, you know, even as, as much as like 15 years ago, 10 years ago, um, God has continued to, uh, grow me up in my relationship to my wife and transforming me and becoming more loving and more listening to my wife, if you will. But I would say our marriage has gotten better over these past 10 years because God is, uh, I'm so self-centered that um, because of my old nature, I'm battling with who I am and in the Lord. And, and again, going back to the basics, reading God's word as I pray and as I fellowship, and then um, I want to share my faith with others because of what God is doing in my life. Um, I could tell you that within the last 10 years, I'm just thinking back real quick, like 10 years, my wife would say, man, those have been the last, the last 10 years have been the most um, uh, beautiful years with me, right? I'm, I, I would think, right? <laughs> not, not even, I don't want to pat myself on the shoulder or anything, but um, I, I really don't. But I, because it just shows you kind of what a wretch I was, you know what I mean? And I continue to want to get better. Um, in my walk with the Lord. And, and that all comes by feeding the spiritual man. I do a good job feeding my natural man who I am, right? It does not miss a beat, right? I want to wake up, I have my breakfast, and uh, you know, and then I'll have my lunch. Um, I want to have a dinner. Those are all priorities for me. Those I'm feeding my natural man all the time. But how do you feed the spiritual man? Uh, you know, so think about that. If you're not feeding spiritually on the word of God, think about what would happen if you're not feeding your natural man, who you are, if you're not even eating, you know, before you know it, two days down the road, if you're not feeding that person, you're going crazy because everything smells like pizza or whatever, you know, you, you want to eat. And, that, and that's what happens with our spiritual man. If we're not feeding him or her with God's word, our spiritual life isn't growing. And maybe you're, you're feeling right now like, man, that's me. I, I feel like I'm spiritually drained or I'm not I'm mal spiritually malnutritioned. Well, because I would ask you, when was the last time you really opened up your word and started reading maybe uh, devotionally or um, you're, you're in a particular book? You know, when someone says, hey, what book are you in right now? Would you be able to respond and say, yeah, I'm in the book of John right now. Or maybe you, you, you're, you'll find yourself studying. It's like, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm really not in a book right now. I'm not even reading my Bible. And that's not to shame anybody, you know, because I know we go through these seasons and times that we're not reading God's word. But I think that's we're here to help and to, to, to remind, you know, like Paul, uh, Peter writes, hey, man, I, I write these things just to remind you guys. I've already said these before, but, you know, we, we need reminders all the time. And so that's one re the vision of these podcasts was just a reminder that we need to be um, reminded. Hate to say, keep, keep saying that word, but to to go back to the simple things of our walk with the Lord, and that includes most importantly reading God's word.
something, you know, what book are you reading right now? And sometimes people can stutter, but that may not mean uh, that they're not reading their Bible. Because I think of somebody that I used to work with, and he would tell me the way that he reads his Bible is he would actually just open it up uh, randomly. Maybe there was some thought into it, but he would just sort of, you know, if he opened up to the book of Hebrews uh, chapter 7, he would just read a couple verses or read until he found something sort of inspiring, and then he would close it, and he would think about that for the day. And not like that's a bad thing, but at least it's something, right? But I, I tried to encourage him, you know, how you mentioned how some of the, uh, the New Testament are letters, and that would be the book of Hebrews. It's a letter. And I mentioned to him, you know, if you got a letter from your mom or your wife who was out of the country for whatever reason, you wouldn't just open up the letter randomly like to page three and start reading it because you want to know everything she said right from the beginning to the end. And I think some people might be reading their Bible, you know, they're opening it up, but they don't, when you ask them, what book are you in? You're, they're sort of confused at the question, you know, and I think that goes back to how do we read our Bible? If we're going back to the basics 101, not only is it, should we mention how important the Bible is, but somebody might be wondering, you know, not only why should I read it? Okay, you're telling me why. Well, how do I read it? Yeah, that's a good question, David. I, I believe that, um, well, I, I like to teach that you start from, if you start a book, no matter what book it is, you read from, you know, chapter one, try to get the context of, of what, who's the writer. Maybe you're starting taking notes now, right now you're starting, well, who's talking or who's the writer And a, a good tool is some of your Bibles have like in the beginning of uh, Mark, you may have like a, a cover letter or contents and who the writer is, the author, the date and what the theme is. And so those kind of study Bibles, which I would recommend of maybe purchasing a study Bible. There's a few of them out there that are really good uh, study Bibles. Um, you know, perhaps you're confused, like, man, there's so many Bibles out there, so many translation. Um, hope there's a lot of resources on YouTube about um, the different types of translations, but yeah, get a, get a study Bible. I mean, there's a good one out there. There's a few good ones. Um, I know that Warren Wiersbe, uh, Wiersbe has a good study Bible. So what that means is that you'll have your chapters and then down below, he'll break down a verse by verse and he's commentating on what is on those verses. I know that we have uh, those for ourselves as well. Um, the Warren Wiersbe study Bible, there's uh, Dr. David Jeremiah's. Uh, David, I think that's what you have, Dr. David Jeremiah's study Bible. Again, he's breaking it down on the bottom, kind of commentating on what you just read. Those are great tools to have. And so a lot of these study Bibles have like who the author. So maybe you start by um, reading chapter one. You find out who's writing, you know, and maybe that they've done the work for you on that study Bible, which is cool because then you're taking notes. So then you start from chapter one and you read through, find out, like you said, from the beginning of the letter to the end of the letter. And then, you know, again, it's it, sometimes it's starting just reading a chapter at a time. Um, you say, well, maybe that's, uh, that's, that's kind of too long, you know, chapter. It's like, well, then read like 10 verses, you know, or something, find a break and you're reading, um, they say, like you, I've often heard in years past, like spend seven minutes with God or whatever, or 10 minutes with God. You think about that, you know, uh, when there's movies that we can't wait to go see, you know, those are two hours of movies, you know, but, 
But man, to spend like 12 minutes with the Lord or, you know, that's like, oh, I don't think about that. Scary, you know, but no, just, you know, make it like you were to um, discipline yourself to eat breakfast or to whatever you discipline yourself in. Can you be disciplined to uh, read God's word or, you know, have spend that quality time with the Lord? I'd say yes. When you say that, it it makes total sense. And and early in my walk with the Lord, there was it was like filled with nothing but a desire, and it was so new. And but then I remember, uh, not too long after it, it began to be sort of difficult to read the Bible. Like it was either I didn't really make the time for it, or it was just really hard uh, to read past a few verses. And then I remember when I would read the Bible, I would open it up to. A gospel I had never read them before and I would read like you know how they have sections in the Bible and most Bibles it's sectioned out right they have chapter breaks uh, but then they have little headers and sometimes there's uh, sections within chapters there's like three different headers within a chapter and I would I would read from the first header to the next and it was so hard to read it and then I would finish close it Ah, okay. I did it. Like I read a little bit today. Like, great. Okay. I'm making progress there. It was hard. It was really, it was, even though there was a desire birthed by the spirit that I never had before, it was hard to sit down and learn to read when I never had done that before. Yeah. It's again, it's, we're talking about how difficult it is. I think because, you know, it was written some 2000 years ago, whatever, and in the culture, the language it was used and it's something foreign to us. But there's something, and I don't even want to say there's the word magical, but there's something birthed by the Spirit that as we read the Word, the Holy Spirit begins to speak to our hearts that this is what's going to help you grow. When my wife, you know, cooks for me and she makes me a meal, I don't really have to know all the ingredients that she puts into it or I have to watch her make it to understand only what's put in front of me. I eat it. You know what I mean? It tastes good. Uh, she knows what I like. She knows what's best for me. And so I'm just there to eat the meal. I'm not there to say, hey, did you add, um, you know, some cumin? Did Was there, <laughs> was there oregano in there? Or what exactly did you put in there? You know, no, I just eat it and I'm joyful. Right. And so I think as we feed on God's word, it's the idea is we just keep, there's something that mm. um, the Holy Spirit does as we begin to read it and we have we develop that passion to read it. It's like, okay, I'm going to sit down this morning and Lord, I'm going to read and I want you to please speak to my heart. That's when you begin to, we're going to, next week we'll probably bring in a podcast about prayer and what that means as we start to grow. But, you know, we start praying to the Lord, asking him uh, to help us to understand this. And again, a good study Bible. So my recommendation and any type of, any time a person comes to Christ, I'd like to recommend a study Bible. Uh, perhaps you've been listening and you're listening to this and you don't even own a Bible. Hey, so yeah, go go online nowadays because there's a lot of places that are closed. You know, they don't, uh, a lot of places are shut down. But I think even Target and Walmart have Bibles. Um, you know, picking up a, a study Bible that has commentary in it that are really good. The um, I know what's real popular, The like the number one used um, translation is the New International Version. It's kind of modern day English, modern day English. There's the New Living Translation. I know I recently bought Olivia a chronological uh, Bible in the New Living Translation. She loves that thing. She 
uh, she every time I look, she's reading it. She's learning over again these new stories that she's starting from, again, chronological Genesis, and she's reading all the way down. Now she's in the book of Leviticus. And so she is, you know, reading in that modern day language. The New Living Translation is helping her understand what she's reading. And so it's, the Holy Spirit is using it to all these stories through the years she's heard, she knows them, but now that she's reading on her own with passion to read, she's learning even doubly is that a word she's 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 reading even she's learning even more and it's neat to see her ask me questions and uh so i'm i'm blessed because she's being blessed by the word of god you know david they said if somebody were to sit down and read the bible straight through it'd take you approximately 44 hours mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of shocking huh yeah <laughs> If you look at that book and you go, whoa, you know, sitting down and read it from cover to cover, 44 hours. So really, when I when I heard that statistic, I'm like, man, I, I feel shamed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, I could sit down and read that. Um, read that in 44 hours. It's like, man. Look, I've been walking for a long time and, um, you know, I'm a pastor, if you will. I'm, I try to be a, a teacher of the word and I'm like, there are days where I'm like, man, Lord, I, I'm, you know, I'm picking up your word. I, I don't know. I, I need to study more. You know, I don't understand what you're saying here. There have been passages where I just don't understand, but we call wrestling with the text, right? So I wrestle with it. You know, I, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help me, um, help me illuminate my mind, what this is saying, Sometimes it, it's there, it comes, and sometimes it doesn't. And I just, by faith, I believe it. God wrote it. You know, if we, they say, if you can get past Genesis 1-1, God created the heavens and the earth. And if you believe that, everything else is gravy, right? You believe, because you know that God, cre- he's the one that created the heavens and the earth. And so everything else is in the word, I believe. And so I, 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 uh, I have to appreciate those times when I do struggle through the word only because I recognize in my weakness, I don't understand everything. And I need to allow God through his Holy Spirit to work within my heart and to grow it up. If I come to the end of my life and I know more about the Los Angeles angels than I know about the word of God. And I've been walking with the Lord for a while it is actually to my shame that I know more about the Los Angeles angels than I do about the word of God. And so I've, I've made the word of God a priority in my life all these years that I want to learn more about the word. The word of God is so powerful in this sense that we could take a verse like this, David. I, I like this here to see what this, what this verse does to us here. Actually, first John five, I'm going to read 11 through 13 because it's pretty impactful. First John 5, 11 through 13, it says this, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. He who has the son has life, but he who does not have the son of God does not have life. Notice what John says in 13. He says, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. 
I like what he says there. He says, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And he says, and that you continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. And so we have that assurity as new as believers. I still consider myself kind of like a new believer, right? Because I'm trying to grow every day. We can assure people, a person asked me just recently, how do you know you're going to heaven? Can you know? And I said, oh yeah, of course. And I said, joyfully, the Bible says that I, can, that I may know that I have eternal life because I continue to believe in the name of the son of God. And that we're not talking about um, a head knowledge of belief, right? There's a misconception. I believe in God. Well, yeah. How do you believe in God? Like, you know, what, what do you mean? Will you believe in God? It's just the head knowledge. And really that's what you're, they're saying is that, yeah, I, I acknowledge there's a God, right? But really they, there's a saying like you'll miss heaven by 18 inches, right? Even though you have a head knowledge of who God is, the 18 inches from your brain to your heart, is that you don't know him personally. So you don't really believe that Jesus came and he died some 2,000 years ago for my sin and your sin. You don't trust in that. You believe that God um, measures eternity based on scales, eternal scales. Whatever you did that was good, God is going to weigh the good and the bad. And I think I did enough good in my life that I did evil or bad. The guy who held reserved for people like Hitler and Mussolini and things of that nature. But me, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I, I give to the United Way or I, I help the old ladies across the street when I see that. I think God's going to be fair with me when I when I die. It's like, are you sure? You know, you, you, they have this mentality, you know, but I could say that I know for sure that I'm going to heaven because John tells us that if those who believe in the name of the Son of God, they put their trust, they they cling to him, they rely upon the finished work of Christ, what he's done for us, that I know him, you know, that's that experience for sure. You know him, that this these things that you may know that you have eternal life. And so I just want to kind of talk about that and, and if not end on that, that um, to the word of God has that assurity to the believer. And if, as the more we read it, the more that the Holy Spirit like confirms our faith and we keep walking and just living our life for him. So that's going to wrap up our series, Reading Scripture. If you followed along with us for this entire thing, we want to thank you so much. And we just hope that you were encouraged to continue or to jump back in to reading the Bible. It is so important for us as followers of Jesus. We plan on coming out with more CCRB 101 episodes on different topics. But until then, we miss you. We love you. And God bless.